Freaks. It's Monday, October 30th, 2023. Coming up on the program today, the greatest in anal penetration-based video games. Plus, one man's uncanny ability to guess what female celebrity penises might look like. How satanic are Oreo cookies? And getting eye-licked in California. All coming up today. Distorted View Daily proudly presents an ode to video games. such as rabbits and gerbils. Is Miss Vagina thinking about Mr. Penis? Welcome to 1-800-ASSHOLE. You know Optimus Prime is my husband, nigga. Yes, Tim Henson back here with you to kick off a new week of programs. Have a, a great one for you today. At the top of the show, you heard that uh, tribute to video games. You know, I fancy myself a video gamer, even though I'm not great at games. I always wanted to design my own. Uh, and I started, you know, I worked on Galileo's Adventure for a couple months. Uh, it's in development hell right now, although there is a playable alpha version at distortedview.com slash Galileo. There's like the first three levels you can play. Oh, my God. I mean, I, like, I don't want to toot my own horn here. Hi, Galileo 2333. This game is pretty awesome. I'm playing it right now. You, you start the game off. You play as Galileo. You pick up a baby. The whole idea is you're, you're stealing babies. It's uh, unspoken and undocumented, but of course, the, the reason why you're stealing these babies is, uh, I guess, to fuck them uh, at, at some point. That's what Galileo would like to do, right? But I'm aiming for a Peggy 3 rating in the UK. Here in America, I guess uh, it's general audience, right? So in the game, you pick up a baby. Ping. Babies are strewn about the various lands. And you, you find the babies, and, uh, you know, there's lots of monsters in the land, lots of, obst lots of obstacles. So you have to throw the baby to kill things like giant ping, spiders, ping. and you collect coins. And uh, each level, you need um, a certain amount of coins <laughs> to put the baby ping. in the baby microwave. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like a, like a baby transporter. You go uh, send the babies back to Galileo's later, uh, lair for later fucking. After every, I don't know, third or fourth level, there is a, uh, a boss. And that's where I'm at right now. The first boss. Oh, yeah. A giant blue mead skeleton who throws sweet tea at you. I just hit him with the baby. Oh, shit. Pour some sugar on me. Yeah, he, he's... Yeah. <laughs> he's got me. He's almost killed me. Ooh, I'm getting him now, baby. Yeah, anytime he coughs is when I uh, hit him with the baby. And then he says various things throughout the fight. There I go. I got him. So that's where the game pretty much ends on the website. And again, it's it's in browser right now, and uh, you can just use your keyboard. You don't need anything special to play the game. Uh, I have updated the game on my end. Like, I've completed a bunch of other levels. There's an ice world right now, and I believe the, um, the boss in those levels is Alexis K. Tyler, who's piloting a pussy. 
looks like a flying pussy. I'm going to have to recompile that and just upload it onto the website. I don't know if I'll ever finish Galileo's adventure. There's not exactly a huge market nor demand for a game like this, but uh, you know what gave me the idea, the the initial seed (laughs) to uh, start designing Galileo's Adventure? It was that uh, clip I played many years ago of a guy who was making his own game called, uh, what was it? Okay, this is the first demo of the game, uh, Dildo Tank. Dildo Tank, yes. Uh, Basically, the goal of the game is uh, to shoot dildos in the vagina, of big women while oh that was big while not uh, getting stepped right now if i get stepped i don't die but later on it will die of course now i don't want you to think that i uh, stole any of his brilliant ideas for galileo's adventure but i will say alexis k tyler does throw dildos at you uh, from her pussy uh, plane that she's flying But that's a completely different concept than uh, what Dildo Tank is trying to accomplish. Now, uh, what's kind of interesting is, you know, we played audio of Dildo Tank years and years ago uh, on the podcast. However, this guy has been very active in the gaming community. He's not just a one-hit wonder, my friends. No, no. He's come up with some other games as well. Adventure of the Boobsa Girl. Adventures of Boobsa Girl, for instance. Boobs Adventures. Boobs Adventure. Okay, well, it's a work in work in progress. Title uh, TBA. It's called Basket. The basketball game. Oh, Boobs Adventure is a basketball game that you do. You dribble the boobs. It's based on a basketball game using boobs. Oh. And now I'll show you how this plays. This game, your goal is to hit the, these dancing penises with your boob. What you, how you die is you cannot get too much sperm on your hair. If you get too much sperm on your hair, you lose, okay? Wow, what a creative genius. I would have never in a million years come up with that game mechanic. So be careful about that. You see some, you know, sperms flying around, so... Mm, try to avoid it with your hair. You can take it with your boob or your body. Oh, that's also interesting. So the sperm can hit your body, it can hit your boob. Everywhere is fine except the head. Mm. No headshots. Oh, face. Actually, you can take it with your face as well. Oh. But never take the sperm with your hair. Just the hair. Because messes, messes the girl's hair and that's bad. Because really it's like... This is just like real life. How many times have we uh, played a porn clip where the girl was like, you can blow your load on my face, just don't get it in my hair. I just did it. You know, and just to show you that this guy is so prolific when it comes to game design, here is yet another title he was working on. Okay, this game, uh, the name suggests, is based on the asteroid. Yeah, so as far as I can tell, the asteroids are actual asses, naturally, and uh, you control a dildo rocket, and you've got to penetrate the asteroids. Again, a brilliant way to update a classic, you know? Uh, You move with the rocket, with the dildo rocket, as you would move in the asteroid game. And your goal is to satisfy these girls anally. That's why it's called Asteroid. Right, the dildo pleasures the asteroid. That's kind of the the goal of uh, the game there. Well, there you go. Just a little game development update from me and the person I look up to most in the industry. He's uh, the gold standard of uh, video game programmer. All right, let's move on now. Wow, it seems like we've been talking about trans issues quite a bit here on the podcast. Uh, Most recently on Friday's episode when I featured Straight Felon, that guy who passed out at the the mere talk of HIV AIDS. Like, he cannot handle bloodborne illnesses. Anyway, that guy is on OnlyFans, and, uh, you know, he's banging trans women. Actually, trans women are banging him, and uh, he's also getting nailed by dudes now. It got me thinking, you know, uh, trans people are more accepted in society, which is great. But one of the effects of that that we don't really talk about or think about is that people who are attracted to trans people are becoming uh, more comfortable saying it loud and proud. I'm a tranny chaser. I would not recommend using uh, those words. That actually could be considered offensive. Actually, just the idea of um, someone being attracted to trans people 
is problematic within the trans community because, you know, people just have to be offended by everything. Like, don't fetishize me just because I'm a lady with a penis. And then the guys are like, I'm sorry I'm fetishizing it, but it's so hot. I just want that cock inside me. I want that lady dick in me. And it's like, come on, you know, calm down. It's flattering. You got something these guys want. Use it. Be proud of that lady dick. You know, I don't know what to tell you. You know, if someone approached me and was like, you're just my type. I love tall yet fat and lanky and socially awkward middle-aged men. I'd be like, awesome. You fetishize me all you want. Soak this all in, baby. Sadly, though, no one has ever said that to me. Uh, so I've got a clip here. This was actually sent in by our very own Corey, Butt Fudge Sunday Corey. Uh, he actually gave this to me a long time ago. I've been sitting on it. Uh, this is a trans lover. And uh, this person has devoted so much time to just thinking about their love of the trans woman. He then started to ponder what if... Uh, biologically born women had penises, what would their trans dicks look like? And he thinks that he's some sort of like expert when it comes to guessing or imagining what their cocks uh, might resemble, I guess. Take a listen. It's This is bizarre, of course. Everybody is asking me to do more. What would celebrity females dicks look like if they had one? When you say everybody, everybody is clamoring for more of this. You mean like one person, right? And it's you. I mean, maybe he is good, though. Let's take a listen here. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, by now, everybody knows that I love transsexuals. I love transsexual girls. That is my passion. I have the uncanny ability to look at a female and tell you what her dick would look like if she had one. I feel like in order to have an ability to do something, it has to be a measurable activity, right? Like I have the ability to jump high or I have the ability to eat a lot of lasagna or like whatever. We can gauge this. We can measure it, right? There are benchmarks we can, we can use. But when it comes to like imagining what someone's penis might look like if they had one, how could we ever guess if they were right or wrong or in, like in the ballpark? Like, uh, you know, uh, Taylor Swift, if Taylor Swift had a penis, it would it would not be girthy. It'll be long and it's going to have one of those real flared out cock heads. Obviously, that is what Taylor Swift's penis would look like. It would be like a pencil with an umbrella at the, t at the tip, an open umbrella. OK, see, that's my ability at work right there. I guess we just sort of, sort of have to take his word for Favorite, it. Of course, of all time is Angelina Jolie. She would have a huge fucking horse cock down to her knee. Can you see this girl's dick? It is huge. By contrast, Jennifer Aniston, five inches, not even average. Let's not bring Jennifer Aniston into this today. Look, she's dealing with a lot. Her castmate just died. Very, very. Now she has to listen to someone describe what her cock might look like if she was a guy. Very small dick. Um, Penelope Cruz. And to top it all off, you know, she's not even blessed with a big imaginary dick. This guy's saying she's going to have a, a tiny little one. You know, it's true what they say. No one told you life was going to be this way. And it's got to really hurt because, you know, she was with Brad Pitt, right? And Brad Pitt left Jennifer Aniston for Angelina Jolie, probably because of that big horse cock of hers. It just keeps getting worse for that poor girl. You know, it clearly hasn't been her day, her week, her month, or even her year. Okay, I'll stop with that now. Let's get uh, back on track. Who, who's the next woman? Penelope Cruz? Five inches. Not even average. Very, very small dick. I'm sorry. Sorry, Jen. Um, Penelope Cruz. Uncut. Curves to the left. Jessica Alba. Really beautiful. Her dick is seven inches. Smooth like glass. <laughs> and, and it's gorgeous. But it doesn't get hard. Rosie O'Donnell. It's fat like a bear can. Um, let's see, Eva Mendez. Oh, I love Eva Mendez. Eva Mendez. Veiny. Veiny cock, right? Has a beautiful dick, and oh. her foreskin is a beautiful amaretto. Rihanna, well, bruised. I think he's insinuating that Chris Brown punched the hell out of Rihanna's lady dick. Maybe cigarette burns. I'm not sure, but oh. definitely bruised. Ellen DeGeneres, you would think that, you know, she's a lesbian. She must have a really great dick, but... It's small, like a pinky. It's white, it's pale, it's thin. It's I can't believe this goes on for another two or three minutes. It's like a cigarette. And, but by the same token, Portia de Rossi, she's got a huge one. 
about eight and a half inches. I don't think we need to play the entire clip here. Although, you know, Britney Spears has been in the news recently. She just published that book. Everyone's talking about it. What would Britney Spears's dick look like? Britney Spears? She's about six inches. It's really nice. It's average. Manageable. It's a manageable cock. It's attractive, but but it leaks, you know? Ooh. You know how that is when, when they leak? So Britney Spears, really nice dick, but she's a leaker. I always thought Britney Spears would be an excessive pre-comer. This guy has turned me into a true believer. He does have an ability of sorts. What a talent. All right, uh, let's move on. Oh, I let you guys know a while ago that uh, C.B. Walker, America's foremost psychic energy reader, was back to help the world once again. Uh, He has branched out, moved on from public access television and is now streaming on YouTube weekly. I think it was last week, a couple weeks ago, I told you uh, to tune in on Friday. Well, guess what? He didn't stream on Friday. He streamed on Saturday. I'm not really sure what his normal schedule is. I keep missing him. I'm a mommy. You a mommy? I'm a mommy. Yeah, that's CB Walker right there. I play that clip all the time during the intro to DV. That was during one of his Halloween shows where he dressed up like a mummy. And by dress up, I mean he uh, rolled himself up in toilet paper. That was his big costume. That's how he became, he transformed himself into a mummy. Well, freaks, if you look at the calendar, we are so very close to Halloween once again. And sure enough, on CB Walker's most recent live stream, he dressed up for the holiday. There it is. <laughs> I'm here, y'all. Hold this down here. Mm. Happy Friday, y'all. <laughs> yes, indeed. This is the Halloween special because you know ain't going to be no Halloween show next Friday. Mm, it's going to be after that. So look here. This uh, Halloween special, ladies and gentlemen, 2023. <laughs> you you wondering who this fool is here. This is Clarence, y'all. But the cost oh the costume, I'm sorry. Gotta be honest with you, I had no idea what CB Walker was going for here. I'll, I know he's got a mustache on, some wild black and gray hair, it looks like, and that's all I really noticed. There is a bit more to the costume. The costume is this here. I'm gonna give y'all a hint. Maybe y'all can get this here. Diabetes. That's all it took. That, that little hint. Of course, he he's he's Wilford Brimley. Diabetes. <laughs> Maybe y'all get that man. Some of y'all gonna get it, some of y'all ain't. But you ain't got to look it up. Diabetes. <laughs> Hold on, y'all. I'm Wilford Brimley, y'all. That's who I mean. You can see about this here. Mm-hmm, my bald head. Mm-hmm. And you see... The mustache here, I got to hold it on down because you know I get the sweating up in here. This thing will fall off. Mm-hmm. And then I got my suspenders on. <laughs> I'm Wilford Brimley, y'all. Y'all got diabetes. <laughs> well, look here, y'all. Y'all been up saying, mm-mm, who's this fool here? Well, CB is in a good mood, it appears. Let's see how long that lasts. Good evening. Hello. Hello, my friend. You, or WB, I should say. You fucking asshole. You fucking asshole. <laughs> Answer, it did not take very long at all. I don't want your children repeating what I say. Mm-hmm. Say, Johnny, wake up. It's time for breakfast. Fuck you, mama. No, I don't want that. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. So where did you hear that mess? Cussing and carrying on like that. They say, I learned it by watching you. My favorite thing that happens with C.B. Walker is, uh, you know, he'll get all riled up and, and pissed and angry because of prank phone calls. Then when he actually gets a genuine caller, he ends up screaming and cussing at them <laughs> because he thinks it's a, a prank phone call. Good evening. Hello. Hello. Good. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Is this C.B. Walker? <laughs> Can I ask you something, my friend? Yes, sir. Can I ask you a legitimate question? That was a dumb question. Who else sounds like him? Good evening. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Okay. What are you watching on your television? What am I watching? I'm watching you. Okay. What does it say on the screen? It says free psychic energy reading. Does it have a phone number on there? It's got a phone number. Did you call that phone number? I called that phone number. So what the fuck are you asking me if this is CB? the fuck out of here. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. All in all, it sounds like C.B. Walker's getting back into the swing of things after his extended hiatus. All right, let's move on. 
I've got a new religious conspiracy theory here. Honestly, I'm surprised this one hasn't surfaced sooner. This is one I 100% believe, by the way. Oreos are satanic. Yes, the sandwich cookie, also known as the devil's sweet treat. Can you guess why a fucking fruitcake would think uh, Oreo cookies are satanic? Really, put yourself in the shoes of a conspiracy theorist. When I saw the title to this video, I, I, I tried to do just that. And I came up with this. This is my theory. And this is very dumb. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, most of these conspiracy theories are pretty stupid. What happens when you eat an Oreo cookie? This is the only cookie where this happens. Your mouth turns all black. Your teeth are covered. It's like you're missing teeth. You're disfigured. You're almost turning into a demon. That was my first thought, right? That's, that's going to be where the conspiracy theorists are going with this. Then I was thinking, oh, it's the name itself. Like Oreo kind of sounds like um, a chant. Oreo, like it's like Latin or something. Or, you know, it's a very haunting sound. Oreo, ghastly, ghostly, evil. Maybe O-R-E-O stands for something. The E E's right there, evil. Well, none of my theories panned out. Uh, let's listen to the actual reason why Oreo cookies are satanic. I know how much you love Oreo biscuits, but recently it has surfaced that the Oreo biscuit has a satanic symbol on it. And yes, it does. All right, that particular design for the Oreo was introduced in the early 50s. Just now, though, last week, someone noticed, wait a second, there's satanic symbols on this cookie. We got to take this information to the top of TikTok. <laughs> but you know what? When I record my TikTok video, I'm going to make whatever the hell I'm saying practically inaudible because I'm going to play some really, really loud Middle Eastern music. I mean... Does anyone really enjoy that? That's what we need to be bombing over there in the Middle East. Who's ever producing that shit? I think that's something uh, rational, reasonable Israelis and Palestinians can agree on. Let's lob missiles at... Because doing research on this, on the Oreo biscuit, it has symbolic messages on it, just as the magicians do on the Tawis. They write the Babylonian style symbols to activate the magic. And in the same way, the Tawis, some people... They Not a bad tagline for Oreo cookies. Oreo, activate the magic. Listen to this idiot talking about magicians and Babylonians. It's like, dude, what century do you think this is? I looked up information on the man who actually designed the Oreo cookie, an evil Luciferian who also designed the peanut pattern on the Nutter Butter cookie. Who knew this particular job even existed? He didn't create the cookie. He just designs the pattern specifically on sandwich cookies. That's his specialty. He also worked on milk bones, the, the doggy treats, and um, cameo cookies in Ritz crackers. None of those cookies have satanic images. He just, he saved all of it for Oreos. Really just loaded up that particular cookie with devil conjuring symbols. You may say, well, Tim, if the Freemasons didn't design Oreos, why bother embossing the fucking cookies? Well, there's a reason, according to some expert. She says embossing cookies is both pragmatic and decorative. She explains how piercing the pastry, known as docking, helps bake the cookies and crackers crisply and evenly. I just like that there was a docking reference in there. So some of the symbols that this guy was upset about was, you know, the like the little antenna that comes out of the top of the oval. It says Oreo. That's part of the old Nabisco logo, though. It has nothing to do with Satan. The Tawis, some people, they put it in water and they drink it. In the same way, the Oreo biscuit has the symbolic messages and he has symbols. If you look at the Oreo, you'll see ridges around the edge. And there's also dashes and dots and little floral looking things. And I guess these are all evil. On it to activate magic. And it could be possible oh. that this is a form of a Tawiz that you are eating and people love it because they have made it sweet and they've made it tasty. So avoid eating Oreo biscuits. Okay, how about this? We compromise. At least let me eat the white cream in the center. I can scrape that off with my teeth, no problem. Nothing satanic about that, right? Oh, uh, real quick, speaking of sweets, I've got a mead skeleton update for you. You know, I, 
on one hand, I wish Mead the best. You know, uh, he's trying to lose weight. If he does, you know, that's that's good for him to be healthy. He'll live longer, possibly sticking around and uh, providing us with years and years of content. That's great. On the flip side, if he is successful, if he does lose weight, we will never hear the end of it. Mead will begin. He already is starting to think of himself as like a health coach or personal trainer or something. He gets on that goddamn apricity and he's like, this is how I am losing weight, everyone. You should follow my instructions. And on one hand, uh, some of his suggestions are good. But on the other hand, uh, it's also like uh, no one is doing this shit to begin with. For instance, Mead says, I cut down from three desserts to just one. That's a day. He's saying on Sundays, I guess that's his cheat day or something. I don't know. He says on it's the Lord's Day, which means he can gorge. He eats three desserts on Sunday. <laughs> so he, he's cut that down to one. What a sacrifice, right? Now, he says that he eats mostly a Mediterranean diet, but then he'll like, sometimes he'll show the food he's eating and it's like, that's not Mediterranean. You're eating store-bought bakery goods and stuff. This is just really bizarre. Anyway, most recently, you know, Mead does that weekly weigh-in and he's been fluctuating between 285 and like 285 point something. And then he'll go down to like 282 point something and then go back up to 285. Well, this past week, he uh, weighed himself and he got down to like 282 again. And whenever the scale says 285, obviously it's because of water weight or the scale is possessed. That's his other big theory. <sighs> I got a I got a devil scale. Uh, but when it gets down to 282, then that's the, that's an accurate reading. I'm heading in the right direction, folks. The system works. So, you know, he's patting himself on the back because he's down to 285, which he was like five weeks ago he's been bouncing around there and you know then he'll get on the apricity and ask people he's like what what's up with this why can't i eat candy he's yeah he's like do lean people ever eat candy or do they just hardly eat at all like he's just frustrated i can't even eat fucking stickers bars anymore i find even if i eat within my calorie range a little candy makes me not lose weight at all or i'll even gain weight i don't eat like a glutton Please refer to that last post where he says he eats three desserts a day. I eat roughly 26,000 calories max. I'm sorry, 2,600 calories. So when he says he can't even eat a little bit of candy without gaining weight, it's like, well, how much are you actually eating if you think three desserts in one day is acceptable? 30 Twix bars, but, they, you know, they come in pairs. And I'm not talking king size. I'm talking standard size. Uh, he's also back on his bullshit where he, uh, you know, compares himself to celebrities. He's like, I'm better looking than, in this case, Jude Law. He says, Jude Law is this British actor, but I think I actually am more attractive, even with all my many flaws. He's really thin. Like Now that's a negative for me. Like, look, he's he's too thin. I at least have some meat on my bones. So he thinks Jude Law is very thin. He, he thinks about Jude Law so much, more than a gay guy. Like This is extremely homosexual, this line of thinking, right? He's really thin, and he looks mean in a lot of pictures. The media thinks he's good looking. It's like, maybe 20 years ago, that's what the media... I mean, Jude Law's like an old dude now, right? I mean, uh, and he's like, he's got that weird hairline, like he's kind of losing his hair and everything. He's like, okay. Mead's desperate to find someone in Hollywood that he's better looking than. I still think Jude Law has your beat, though, buddy. Talk about weird hairline. Really zoom in on uh, a picture of Mead Skelton's forehead. And where the hair starts, I swear to God, it looks like it's been sewed in. Like it's a cheaply made doll. You know, like that fake Barbie hair? You know what I mean? It's it's utterly strange. I'm going to look at the chapter artwork. I'm going to zoom in on Mead Skelton's hair the hell's going on there all right well there's a uh, mead skeleton update for your monday and with that let's get into the crazy bizarre twist to the fucked up news all right now sign up for the sideshow and you will not miss a single episode of distorted view daily every week i do brand new exclusive episodes just for paying freaks typically on tuesday and thursday this week should be no different. That means tomorrow's episode of DV uh, can only be heard if you are a member of the Sideshow. Good news for you. Memberships are very inexpensive. Only $6.99 a month. 
even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. Go to SuperFreakSideshow.com right now. Sign up. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. When you sign up, you get access to a personalized password-protected RSS feed. It works with a lot of podcasting apps like Overcast, Pocket Casts, you know, the big ones. For an even easier way to gain access uh, to the Sideshow, if you happen to use Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can now sign up right in those apps. Just a few taps. You'll pay right in the app. You can even use Apple Pay if you, uh, you know, if you're using Apple Podcasts. Uh, and then the Sideshow exclusive episodes will appear right alongside the normal episodes in your feed, which is very cool. Uh, so there's a couple different ways to sign up for Sideshow access. For more information, check out distortedview.com and, of course, superfreaksideshow.com. One final way to help support DB, we've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distortedview. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Of course, every little bit helps. If you pledge at least $5, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. Seeing as how I'm woefully behind on the standard voicemails, I think we're playing calls from like July or something. So I apologize for that. But if you want to be heard and uh, heard quickly, uh, pledge $5 over there at patreon.com slash distorted view. Okay, three, actually four very quick stories. What? Yeah, we're switching things up today. Uh, The first two stories are very, very short. So I added another one. Uh, First story we have for you comes from California. 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 Yes. Uh, See now, these are supposed to be quick news stories. And they can't be quick. And we're going to play the whole song here. You you see? Let's wrap it up. California. story i have for you does come from california oh i'm sorry connecticut the story comes from connecticut not california do i have a connecticut song connecticut is the place for me all right hip-hop artist bing crosby coming in clutch thank you very much bing diddy uh no the story actually does come from california no no that's okay guys thank you you're done you can go outside and play in the driveway Oh, sweet. She's excited because she saw we have uh, sidewalk chalk. She loves that stuff. Can't eat enough of it. It's nonstop with her. Almost an obsession. All right. uh, Yes, the story comes from Berkeley, California. Berkeley police asked for the public's help in finding a victim who was assaulted by a man last week near campus. The unknown female victim was walking near the intersection of Oxford Street and Center Street on October 16th when a man picked her up from behind then licked her from her neck to her eye. Oh, sweet. He did comment that it tasted sweet. The man would not let go of her. He wanted to eat that eyeball, uh, but a bystander intervened and let the victim free. The suspect was arrested after the encounter for other pending charges. Police did not give a description of the victim, but asks anyone with information to call the police. If you've been licked in Berkeley, authorities would like to hear from you. The other very short story I have uh, for you is from North Carolina. Yeah, there's no song for that fucking dumb state, huh? A man is facing indecent exposure charges after allegedly... By the way, that's not a real song. I had to have that uh, generated by AI. The only way we're getting a North Carolina song here. A man is facing indecent, uh, indecent exposure charges after allegedly exposing himself to several children as they were getting off. What? Oh, of a school bus. They were getting off of a school bus. Guys, again, I have to just state for the record, I am not a sex criminal, nor am I a pervert. But hypothetically, let's just say my career was sexual predator guidance counselor. I would advise my perverted client 
to flash children in front of school buses. And here's why. The child is kind of cornered. It can either go one of two ways, right? The kid could either uh, get off the bus and head towards the pedophile and all that entails, like lost innocence, sexual confusion, adult mental illness and trust issues that will result in years of therapy and a potential to see the continuation of trauma. You know, sex abuse tends to lead to more sex abuse. It's a vicious cycle. The only other option is for the kid to turn around and get back on the school bus. I can guarantee you no kid wants to do that. I think nine times out of ten, the kid's going to head right towards that exposed cock. It's a horrible position to put that kid in. But again, you know, if you're a pedophile, that's really the way to go. All right. On Wednesday, deputies came to the 200 block of Lade Drive after getting a report of indecent exposure. Deputies say they obtained video footage from neighbors that show Terry Lynn Horn, 52, removing the diaper he was wearing, oh, gross, and fully exposing himself to children who were getting off a school bus. Thus far, deputies have identified four child victims. Additional victims could still be identified. Horn was taken into custody and is being charged with four counts of felony indecent exposure. He was placed in the detention center on a $5,000 secured bond. That was a very quick news story. By the way, this is really neither here nor there. This is not part of the, uh, the, the news stories, but... You know that guy that uh, uh, Taylor Swift is dating, the uh, football player Travis Kelsey or whatever? I feel like he's just everywhere. He's totally overexposed. And uh, the backlash, I don't know if it's already started, but it, it needs to start. I just read that this dude is starting his own line of barbecue meals that can be purchased at Walmart. Like, what the fuck is going on? Dude is just taking any deal he can get, right? He wants the money. Yeah, Travis Kelsey has debuted a new assortment of refrigerated entrees. (laughs) So fucking stupid. Walmart is selling Kelsey's new line sold under the brand name. Like, as if he had really anything to do. Like, like this is Travis's recipe for baby back ribs or whatever the hell's going on. Pulled pork. Just slap. Oh, look, he's got a whole line. Bacon, mac and cheese, brisket, burnt ends and barbecue sauce. Brisket burnt ends with mac and cheese. Sliced brisket. Barbecue baked beans with sausage. It goes on and on. Well, that's a good paycheck for the man. All right, uh, let's move on to a a real news story. We got one here from our most fucked up state. Say it with me. Florida, our most fucked up state. Hey, you know, as far as dumb criminals go, this is one of the smarter ones. A girl here showed some real ingenuity. Police in Florida arrested a woman after she was allegedly caught driving a car with the same color scheme as a police cruiser. I mean, there's no law against that, right? Police cars are like black. That's a a standard color. And maybe there might be some flourishes of blue or yellow or orange or whatever. You can't arrest someone because they have a preference for colors. All right. uh, She reportedly said she had the car painted that way because she fell in love with the color combination. All right. It happened earlier this month in Miami-Dade County. Florida Highway Patrol Trooper Monte de Ocavira or something was conducting a traffic stop on another vehicle when he saw a black and tan vehicle with the words FSO guard on the sides. Well, see, now that's just more, that's more than a color combination. It's got words written on the side of the car, a Florida sheriff's office. All right, now, now she's being a little deceitful. Uh, it gets worse than that, though. You know how uh, police cars have the the lights <laughs> on it? Yeah, well, hers did too. She had the light bar on the top. It had the same color scheme as the Florida police vehicles, which is against Florida law for non-law enforcement vehicles. The car also had the words to protect and serve written in tan letters on the side, along with a grill guard that looked like one installed on police cars. It was pretty much a police car. The reason why I said this criminal uh, showed some ingenuity is because uh, what better way to get away with like speeding and just generally doing whatever the fuck you want on the road than driving around in what is pretty much a police car. Turn on the lights, blow through a red light. Wonder if it had the sirens. The police officer and his partner quickly finished the other traffic stop and then pulled over the fake cop car. Troopers identified the driver as 28-year-old Julia 
Pugachev or something. She told troopers she was test driving the vehicle. <laughs> Thinking about buying one. Yeah, I don't think that explanation is going to fly. Anyway, the police officer uh, explained to the woman the reason for the traffic stop. Can't have the same color scheme as a, as a real police car with the markings and all that shit. Pugachev told troopers she did not know that and had purchased the car at an auction. Pugachev said she and her husband uh, bought the car for employees to use at their security company, and uh, she had a repairman at a body shop install the blue and white light bar. The police officer wrote Mrs. Pugachev stated she requested the uh, wrap business next to the body shop to wrap the vehicle in black and tan because she had previously seen FHP's marked patrol units and fell in love with the color scheme. Troopers also noted that a search of the car's vehicle identification number showed it was last registered in Louisiana, but had no current registration or license plate attached. The car was using dealer plates. She was taken to jail, but could not be booked because of a system failure. Ah, oh, the computer was on the fritz. Saved her ass. All right. Uh, she was uncuffed and signed a notice to appear document for a future court date. She's facing a charge of imitation of an FHP police cruiser, which is a misdemeanor. And finally today, a man who brought terror to a village in Somerset. Oh, the gimp. We read about this guy. He's like walking around at night in a full latex or vinyl suit, freaking people out. He's been found guilty by magistrates. Joshua Hunt, 32, dressed up as a gimp and prowled through the streets. Joshua denied two counts of causing intentional harassment, alarm, or distress, but was found guilty. Lucy Lodge, one of his victims, said he was writhing and crawling as if in a military fashion. Take a look at the chapter artwork. That's the gimp in action. Does kind of look like a horror figure. Quote, I could see the person was wearing very tight, dark clothing and had a mask on their face. The mask was dark and very tight and two white crosses where the eyes should be. My first thought was it could possibly be an abduction and the person was trying to get me out of my car. Yeah, I mean, never run towards a gimp. You see a gimp standing somewhere, you walk the other way. It was terrifying, although I had only seen them for a few seconds. He was dressed in all black with a shiny black face mask with white crosses. They were face down in a military fashion and writhing and crawling on their belly. The whole incident felt so surreal, and I was questioning myself about what I was seeing, and making this statement makes me feel anxious. I genuinely believed it was an abduction because you read about this in the newspapers. When I got, huh, really? You read about gimps snatching up people? When I, what the, f where, where are you reading this? When I got home, I was breathing heavily and I was having a borderline panic attack. I had never seen anything like this before. I feel scared and I never want to see this again due to the fright it gave me. I didn't sleep more than three hours that night. It is alleged that he approached the two lone females on May 7th and May 9th earlier this year in the Bleeden area. Uh, when Hunt was arrested minutes after the second incident, he told police, I am not a gimp. I don't own a gimp suit. I'm not in a gimp suit. See, if I was the police officer, I would say, well, what the fuck do you call whatever it is you're wearing? If it's not a gimp suit, what is it? Not a tuxedo. Not something uh, a person would normally go out jogging in. It's not like workout clothes. All right. Martin Mills, a passenger in a vehicle driving in the area at the same time as Mies Lodge, saw a man commando crawling on the floor. I can see they were in all black and shiny and the car lights were reflecting off of him. Just 24 hours later, shortly after midnight on May 9th, Samantha Brown was driving from work with her sister-in-law and another colleague when she saw a man dressed in all black with a face mask. When I saw them, my sister-in-law screamed. I had to speed up to get past him and he jumped to the side of my car. When I saw the person, I felt sheer horror. When I got home, I was shaking and crying. Everyone is just... Way too dramatic about the whole thing. I couldn't breathe when I got home and I couldn't sleep. It's all I see when I close my eyes. It's like you saw a dude outside of your car for like 10 seconds. And, you know, he wasn't even like walking towards you. He was crawling on the ground. I, you know, I, I don't want to be an old person here. I don't want to be a boomer, but uh, I don't know what generation these people are from, but they're soft as hell. When the police arrested the man, uh, the police said, I noticed that his skin was extremely wet and damp, suggesting that he had been lying on the side of the road, like 
like the gimp was crawling, you know. Hunt told him, I am not dangerous. I am a normal person, which is not something a normal person typically has to say. I'm normal. I'm a normal person. I've got a few problems. <laughs> a search found Hunt was not wearing a T-shirt or any underwear. And inside his van was a collection of wet black clothing, women's tights, face masks and gloves. Notice uh, the gloves and face masks were plural. He got uh, quite the collection there. There was also neon white paint used for drawing on a mask. Hunt told police during an interview that his mental health had been in crisis over problems with his medication, and he wanted to take his own life. He said, I stood in the road because I wanted to kill myself, and I never intended to scare anybody. I'm crying out for help, and I need help with my mental health. The man did say, I apologize to those people. I agree what I was doing was frightening, but hand on my heart, I never intended to cause them harassment, alarm, or distress. Again, just to recap, he was found guilty by magistrates today. I don't think he's yet been sentenced. Maybe he'll do prison or maybe he'll go to a you know mental health facility. Anyway, the important thing is the scary gimp is off the streets over there in the UK. That, my friends, is your distorted news yeah, for Monday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. All right, I love to hear from you freaks. Many ways to contact the show, show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash distortedviews. You know all the ways to contact me. Come on. If you're new to the show, just look at our show notes. How about that? I'm going to save my goddamn breath for once. Also, uh, earlier I told you how far behind we are on some of these voicemails. So let's play some regular voicemails and try to catch up here. How about that? Yes, caller. Is anyone there? There we go. Come on. Jimmy Boo, what it do? <laughs> it's Jimmy Boo, longtime sideshow free. Hey, Jimmy Boo. Um, well, first of all, let's talk about um, the, the, the meat skeleton death pool. Um, oh! Um, oh, we're finally to the death pool part of the regular voicemails? Oh, this is great. I can pull up my sheet here. Up until today, all I had were uh, were patron suggestions. We've got about uh, 20 people taking guesses so far in the Mead Skelton death pool. Uh, I'm not sure how you're going to collect these because, uh, you know, you don't answer every call until like six months later. Um, hey. I've called well, as of right now, uh, Mead Skelton's father is still alive. Well, Although, you know, as we've stated many times before, uh, a common belief is that these... Uh, deaths come in threes, and uh, three people, so far two people have died, right? Bull from Night Court, he's dead. And then shortly after that, poor Matthew Perry, Chandler from Friends, croaked. Actually, he glub, glub, glub drowned, which is just a peculiar way to die, especially because it wasn't like in the ocean, in choppy waters or something. He was in his hot tub. So me thinks it was more like a Whitney Houston-style drug-induced bathtub drowning. That's where my money's at. Maybe I should start a Matthew Perry cause of death pool. All right, uh, no. Let's let's see. Do you have a suggestion, or are you just bitching and moaning because I'm always so oh, far no, behind? Five, six times over the last, like, uh, month or so, and you haven't played a single call. Wow, wow, boo-hoo. I'm crying. But anyway, uh, uh, I will take, uh, I'm inclined to take that date of the guy who, like, messaged you on Facebook. Uh, what was it, September 8th or something? Um, if you can remember what that is, I'll take that one. What? But if not, I will take... You, well, you want me to remember a date? November 7th. So. Okay, well, you're going to get November, November 7th. 7th. All right. Wait, uh, no November 7th of this year? <laughs> okay. You gotta also state state what year, because <laughs> I'm I'm putting you down for 2023. Yeah, so you're doing a great job, buddy. Thank you. One thing you gotta do though is, and I know they're Patreon, Patreon callers and everything, but uh, stop playing the same fucktard over and over and over again. Uh, it makes them think it's their show. <laughs> People like Unicorn Hamster uh -huh. have nothing to add. But they think they're part of the show now because you play them every. Well, month. they're they're fucking forking over some cash, so yeah, they can say whatever they want, and you can too. Don't get me wrong; you just said that you called in like three or four times in a row, and I, I'm sure I played all of the prior voicemails as well. You just have to wait to hear them. <laughs> I'm catching up though; I'm doing pretty good. Now we're in August, so that's something. 
This call is just fucked up for some reason. It's silence or like some sort of interference type noise for the first 13 seconds. But I did want to play this because the rest is pretty good. I don't know exactly what he's talking about. 21st episode, uh, 2012 of your show. And in the voicemails, no, not in the voicemails, you were discussing that basically there was somebody else named Tim Henson who added you. Um, I think it was on Facebook and you guys had a back and forth. He had a similar sense of humor. Um, I didn't hear any update. I was just wondering, like, do you know, did he become a listener? Is he still listening? Yeah, just curious about that. Anyways, hope you have a good day, girl. I don't remember that. You know, I've got a shitty memory, so it very well could have happened. I'm looking in my Facebook Messenger history, and I don't see a a chat with Tim Henson. I see Mike Henson. There's a guy named Mike that shares my last name. And I do know that there is a, uh, a famous Tim Henson who's like a musician. He's a guitarist that is uh, you know, just ruining my Google search results. You search for Tim Henson and of course he, you know, he pops up because he's like in a f- famous band or something. And what's even worse are these websites that have uh, bios, like biography information on me. They're getting me and the other Tim mixed up. Like, they're just mashing us both together. Like, it'll be a picture of me, but with the wrong information, or a picture of him saying that he's a host, the host of DV. <laughs> it's a nightmare. I don't like it one bit, and I would really appreciate it if he'd change his fucking name. Thank you. I was here first. Little shit. All right. Uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. I want you guys to email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you 206 666 4463. That's 206 666. Oh, God. Is it? Oh, God. She would have a huge fucking horse cock down to her knee. Can you see this girl's dick? It is huge. Read the distortion. STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to give us a five star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review podcast. I will see you back uh, tomorrow if and only if you're Sideshow members. Otherwise, I'll see you back on Wednesday. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody! So vibrant, where dreams intertwine. North Carolina's calling. It's the state to be. From the mountains to the coast, it's pure ecstasy. Oh, North Carolina, where the dreams take flight. The sweets of the charm, under skies so bright, from Nashville to Charlotte. And Raleigh too North Carolina This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrod Media Group. Learn more at scrod.net.